Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So excited to have you back on the podcast this week and I have a really good episode for you guys and I will introduce our guest shortly. But before I start, I wanted to quickly reference something that I mentioned in last week's intro because I got the quote wrong and my friend who I went to coffee with, um, who inspired that intro, she texted me the quote as she was listening and I wanted to tell you guys what it actually was because I got it completely wrong and you know, it happens. So the quote was, what hurts or what hurts worse? And I think that's actually like the best way to summarize like kind of where I'm at in life and what I was talking about in that intro. I was talking about how I finally admitted to myself that I didn't want a traditional career path in law and I wanted to pursue my own businesses and my own legal career and kind of make it my own. And I knew that that was going to be tough. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's not what people wanted for me. I know it's not what I wanted for myself and that's why it was so difficult to admit. But, you know, the question was what hurts or what hurts worse? What hurts is knowing that I'm prolonging my happiness. And, you know, I don't want to keep doing that. And yeah, it hurts that I'm leaving a lot of money on the table and opportunities that could be really, really good for me to learn new practice areas and meet new people and try new things and have financial security and move out of my parents' house faster and buy my own home faster and all of these things, travel, everything that I want to do because I dream big, you know, but that hurts. Yeah, it does. But which one hurts worse? Prolonging my own happiness or being at a job that gives me all of these benefits but doesn't make me happy and honestly isn't going to fulfill me because I'm not doing what I know fulfills me, which is creating content and showing up on the podcast for you guys every single week and connecting with you guys and working with creators and entrepreneurs in the creator economy and helping them build their business. Which one hurts worse? And for me, it was prolonging my happiness and doing a job that doesn't fulfill me all in the name of money. And because ultimately that was the big kicker, you know, being able to pay off my loans faster. And, you know, unfortunately I had a conversation with my parents about this that didn't go that well last night. So it was funny, like this has been a constant theme, but I, you know, I'm not going to live in a place of lack or scarcity anymore. I'm not going to keep prolonging my own happiness and holding myself back. It's just not fair to me and I don't enjoy that and no one does. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that that career path, the traditional path works for them and I love them. But they've even told me that it's not right for me. And I deep down know in my my soul and my gut that it's not right for me. So why am I going to continue living and pursuing that if I have one foot out the door and I'm not going to be happy and I'm not going to come home and have the energy to do what I do want to do if I'm, if I'm even allowed to do it, you know? That's the other thing. I don't know if I probably wouldn't be allowed to do all the things I'm doing online and I will feel 
like a part of me is gone and missing if I pursue that. And, you know, I know my parents, deep down they understand they're just worried because I'm leaving a lot of money on the table. But, you know, with an abundance mindset and showing up for myself in the way that I want to show up, I know that I will attract the right clients, the right energy, the right people to get me to where I want to go so I can pay off my loans and move out of my parents' house and buy my own home and build my businesses in the way that I want to and I get to live my life on my terms and that's all I ever wanted. So the quote was, what hurts or what hurts worse? And I, I honestly, I think Megan summed it up for me so perfectly in that coffee chat and that was like the first time I met her and I, it just, thanks Megan, I know you're listening. Um, but actually what I've been talking about too goes along with what I want to talk about in this intro, which is abundance and an abundance mindset. And, you know, I think I've talked a lot about how I've grown and transformed in the last few years, but I think truly I've come even further in the last six months than I did while I was in law school. And that's saying something because when I started law school, I was a completely different person. And you can go back to previous episodes and learn about that, but, or on my blog as well. But I just, I was unhappy. I was truly miserable and I was trying to escape. That's what I, ultimately, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to escape and I was hoping that I would find a job that would fulfill me and lay my life out for me because I didn't know what I wanted. And the more, I went to therapy and the more in tune with myself I got while I was in law school, the more I recognized that that wasn't right for me and I am meant to go on my own and that's why nothing that I was doing felt right and was working and I was still chasing someone to come and fix my life for me but the only person who could do that was me and I truly feel like I am unlocking that and shedding that now and hey i'm 25 if you feel this way and you're 18 19 20 21 22 years old like it's totally normal and it's okay if you don't have it all figured out because i don't have it all figured out and we're not supposed to and you know i think that's the beauty of an abundance mindset is letting go and trusting that what is meant for you will come your way and no one can take away what's meant for you no matter what and every opportunity that comes your way is an opportunity to learn and to grow whether it's a bad relationship a bad friendship a bad date a bad job a bad grade a bad anything honestly you didn't fail failure is not that we should take that word out of our vocabulary it's not a failure it's an opportunity to try again and try again in a new way and see if something else works out. You know, we're not meant to have it all figured out. We're not meant to all be carbon copies of of each other. If something works out for one person, great. Take what works for you and leave the rest and apply it to your life and keep it moving forward. And, you know, I was trying so hard to do what I thought was right. Follow the law school path. Do what I said that I was going to do as a kid. And, you know, do whatever everyone else was doing, what my friends were doing. And, you know, I'm glad I tried it out, but I'm also really glad that I realized that that wasn't right for me. And 
you know, I figured it out a little earlier than I think I expected to. And a lot of people, you know, are uncomfortable with that. But I'm not going to let their fear and their lack affect me. Like, it's just not worth it and it's not fair to me. And I think living in that mindset of trusting the process and that lo que es para ti, nadie te lo quita, what's meant for you, no one can take away from you. And just being open has given me so much more than I could have ever imagined. And that has been the true transformation in the last six months. I have met some amazing people in the last six months. I have let go of some really good friends of mine that just weren't serving me in this chapter of my life anymore. And, you know, it's hard, but it's also recognizing that if they don't make me feel right, if I don't feel right when I'm around them, if I don't feel that I can be myself because I've evolved in the version of me that they know isn't who I am anymore, then it's time to move on and, you know, say thank you for the memories and move it on, move it along. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not fair to keep dimming your own light just to make everyone else around you comfortable or even to subscribe to some measure that's arbitrary that society set for where you think you're supposed to be where you, at, at the age that you are or do something because that's what the path that you signed up for. Like, you didn't sign up for any life but the one that you make for yourself. And... That is the beauty of living in an abundance mindset. And the other really good thing about living in an abundance mindset that I've realized in the last few months is that truly that is what allows me to be a connector. Everyone is always saying like, how do you know so many people? How do you get so many people on your podcast? I'm literally still posting episodes that I recorded in March because I went ham and I overestimated how many people wanted to come on the podcast or underestimated. I don't know. And I pitched myself to a bunch of people and everyone said yes. So I was recording left and right because I was so excited about it and so passionate about it. And then I'm literally in December still recording or still posting episodes that were recorded in March. And so people were always asking me like, how do you have so many connections? How do you know so many people? How do you have all these opportunities? How have you created this life for yourself? Because you're doing something that nobody else is doing or no one at this age is doing it. I've met online lawyers who left these traditional routes to do kind of what I'm doing they're my mentors and they're like it is incredible that you recognized it in law school or so early on in your career because it took me years to figure it out and I would have done it so differently had I been in your shoes like I want to help you get to where you want to be like how can I help you let me help you I think the reason I'm able to do that is because I live in an abundance mindset and I attract people who want to be in an abundance mindset too, or who are or who are already in one and I think that energy is just contagious it's my openness my vulnerability I my joy for connecting with people and interest in people genuinely wanting to talk to them wanting to learn wanting to grow and seeing where I can take their experiences and their lessons and apply them to my life and knowing that it's not gonna be exactly the way that it worked out for them because they've lived different experiences than me but using that to guide me and make decisions in my life and having that network of people that are doing the work and also living in an abundance mindset and living in alignment with themselves 
finding those people has allowed me to tap into that in myself and I'm allowing others to tap into that as well. And it's it's a chain reaction, you know? Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. And, you know, I people lit up that path for me and I'm lighting it up for others. And I think that's the beauty of living in an abundance mindset. It allows me to do what I'm doing and it allows me to be fulfilled and be happy and I want to keep doing this. And I know that going back to the beginning, if I pursued that career path, I know that I wouldn't be able to do it. And that hurts worse. So with that, I know this was a long intro, but that just, it was like calling me to speak about this. So I hope that, you know, as we enter the new year, that speaks to you too. And that you take it with you and use it in your life however it fits into your life and if you ever need anything please reach out to me you know you can always come to me this community is for you this podcast is for you whatever guests or topics you want to hear on the podcast in 2023 please let me know i want to continue providing value because truly it has transformed my life having these conversations and being open to these conversations and giving these people an opportunity to share their story has activated that in myself and it is incredible and I I I just I don't want to stop no matter how hard it gets because I know that going this route is going to be so much harder but it's going to be a lot harder for a shorter term and there's long-term success and long-term gain versus prolonging my happiness and prolonging the life that I know that I want just for financial security. But, you know, that's the choice you gotta make. I'm gonna skip my suck and sweet of the week because I've been talking a lot already on this intro and everything that has been kind of going on this week I've already chatted about. But of course, wanted to introduce this week's guest before I let you guys go. She is my friend Maria Velez. She is someone that I have been dying to have on the podcast since she said that she was going to be going to fashion school in Italy. And when I found that out, I was like, oh my God, I need to have you on the podcast. I want to know more. I want to share this because maybe other people want to do this too. And she actually shared a lot about her decision to go to Italy for fashion school instead of going to a traditional US fashion school like FITM or FIT or Parsons. And I think there's a lot of really great insight if that's something that you might be interested in or if you don't know but you think that that's really cool check it out because this might be the episode for you and it's been really cool to see how her style has evolved while living abroad she's home now but we recorded this while she was living in italy and traveling all throughout europe on the weekends and i love getting to have my friends on and chat with them and share their story, share their experiences, what they're up to and inspire you guys. And I think this one is just that, especially leading up to the holidays. So thank you guys so much for listening again. I hope you're all having a beautiful winter so far. It's the beginning of winter officially now and a beautiful December and beautiful end of 2022 and a happy holidays. Whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas or any other holiday this year, Thank you guys so much for listening, especially during such a busy season. I can't believe there's only one more episode left in this year and then it's officially 2023 and next week's going to be a good one, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for listening again. I will talk to you all next week. Meet Maria.
So Maria, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Oh, that's such a hard question to answer. I love getting starting with the hard ones, especially this. I don't really know. I've been asked this question so many times. I'm just like, I have no idea like what to even like say because I'm I feel like I'm a very open person when it comes to a lot of things I recently started opening up about like my mental health being here in Italy but for the most part like I'm I'm very very open with my friends on social media like stuff like that so I don't know like it's so it's such a hard question for me like everyone knows I'm Colombian everyone knows like I moved to the States when I was little I guess like the only thing like really that comes to mind is when I do say it, people get surprised, is that I have, like, my oldest niece is, like, four years younger. It's super, so superficial. But my youngest niece is four years younger than me, so she's, like, my little sister. And people always get surprised because normally when you, like, talk about your nieces, they're, like, babies. So I think, like, that's the one thing people get most surprised with me because besides that, like, I'm very open about everything. No, it's funny that you say that, actually, because my uncle is, like, my age. Like, my my grandfather had kids again after my yeah my mom and my so crazy yeah we're not we're not close at all but he is like a like I don't even think a full year younger than me um it's wild but yeah so that's a good one I mean most people wouldn't know that um and I I love starting with the hard-hitting questions and just like kind of like my version of an icebreaker but like really getting candid from the beginning but I'm really excited to have you on today because you are a fellow content creator, fellow Miami girl, fellow Latina, which is something I really enjoy having people on the podcast that yeah. like that. Um, but you're also a fashion student in Italy. You mentioned it really briefly, which I want to dive into. But we were just talking about this off air. Why you? Why fashion? Why what? What started your passion for fashion? Like you said. Um, I don't even know. I was actually talking about this with my friends here a couple of weeks ago. Someone asked, like, what made you get into fashion? And honestly, it was just, it's always been something I've been interested in, even since I was little. My mom, she's always like, she'd always say, like, you would always go out of the house, like, with the most ridiculous outfits. But, like, I loved putting them together. Like, the typical, like, little girl with, like, the tutu, like, all of that. And, like, just, like, I would always accessorize and have, like, the the colored highlights in my hair from Claire's, like, stuff like that. I just love dressing up. And I always knew I wanted to do a master's. I think my parents, like, instilled that in my, in my head since I was little. And I obviously wanted, I did public relations for my undergrad. So for master's, I was like, I have to do fashion. And I was looking into schools in New York. And then one day my mom was like, why don't you look abroad? That never occurred to me because it's, like... I don't know. Abroad is not like the first thing that comes to your mind. And literally the first I look, I think I looked up like best fashion schools in Europe. And the first one that came up was Polimoda. And as soon as I like went on the site and like I read through the master programs, like everything, I like immediately fell in love. And I was like, I have to come here. Like you said, like you have to trust your instincts with a lot of things. And like my gut was just like, you have to go like a thousand percent. Um, so I, I brought it up to my parents and I told them like, look how amazing the school is. Like, look at all the opportunities like they give and they're like, okay, like you're going. So now I'm here. <laughs> That's so crazy. And yeah. you know, thanks mom, like for, for pushing. Right? <laughs> I feel like, like thanks people, for giving me the option. Yeah. I feel like most people's parents would be like, no, no, no. Like you have to stay here. You have to go here. And your yeah. parents that really pushed you. And I think we were talking about this off, like off air and like briefly, like I think being 
you know, our parents didn't know any better when we were going to college. Right. They weren't, like, you weren't born here, I was, but, like, you know, our, our parents are Latinos, they're from their their countries, you know, they're not yeah. used to the American system. They've assimilated in their yeah. they're into it now, but that wasn't, you know, when we were going to college almost a decade ago, like, when we were thinking about it for the first time, like, they didn't know any better, so they just pushed yeah. us to do the, the, the state school thing and just, like, get your bachelor's, just get a job and start working and building yeah. life, you know, have a better life. Than we, you know, we've given you all of this. Like we want you to build a better life for yourself and for your family. But it's right. more about getting the degree and getting the job than really following your passions. So it's cool that, you know, as you got older and they really saw like, okay, this is her thing. This is really what she wants. It's like, why not do it where you really could get that experience and like immerse yourself in it. And I think, I mean, right. Italy is like the fashion capital of the world. Milan is insane. So I've never been. I'm dying to go. Um, oh my god, it's literally amazing. I I love I love Italy. I love Florence, and I can't wait to go back this summer. But I am dying to go to Milan. I, I you're gonna to you're gonna fall in love. I went for like a day, literally for Fashion Week for Milan Fashion Week. We went just a day. Oh my god, I literally texted like my friends, and I was like, okay, so when are we moving? And now we're like all planning to move there after graduation. Like we're looking into internships and jobs in Milan because we're like, we have to live here. Like, yeah, I just know move, like that's where I belong. <laughs> move, I'm coming to visit. Um, I can work remotely. <laughs> I work remotely. So I'm coming and I'm staying with you. And I'm <laughs> You're um, more than welcome. Because I'm so jealous. And we'll talk all about that in a little bit. But yeah, so I think it's really cool that your mom was one that pushed you to go to fashion school. Yeah, and definitely. I want to talk all about, you know, the application process and what fashion school really means and then, you know the the job search afterwards and what what you're looking to do in fashion but you mentioned you studied public relations in college so yeah. why did you choose that as a major in undergrad where did you go and what was your college experience like so i ended up graduating from fsu i did my aa in miami dade and then i went ahead and transferred um so my major is actually called editing, writing, and media, which is very similar. Like we said, it was very similar to public relations. Um, basically the same exact classes, um, but it was just the, like how I told you, the public relations school in FSU, it's very limited. So a counselor just suggested to go this route, which is basically the same thing. College was awesome. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> it was a very good experience. Um, it Honestly, just obviously I focused on school, but I just really focused on like having like enjoying my life yeah. like I knew like the real world was coming so I was like let me enjoy it now like who I'm with like where I am and honestly it was like it was I had a very very good experience thank god and then like right after college I landed an internship with um a public not public relations it was more like marketing firm um that firm it started off really really good here it was here yeah in Miami so the internship started off really really good and then it was a very small team, like literally three girls. And then it just started to take a toll on me, like really, really bad. My mental health was the worst. It had, I think that's when I started to get really bad anxiety and like panic attacks and stuff like that. I would wake up at like 6 a.m. in a panic attack because I was like, I need to do all of this stuff before like my boss even like wakes up. Yeah. But, and like, I didn't have like enough, I didn't have a life. Like if you ask any of my friends, they're like, you were so stressed, so on edge the whole time 
my mom started to realize it and she was like you need to quit right now before like it gets worse so I ended up quitting that job right at the start of the pandemic because I was like I can't do this anymore and that first week literally like the week before pandemic started I quit so that first week in the pandemic my mom was like she still says it she goes you you would wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon because you were so like your body was so exhausted and needed to rest and it was honestly the best decision I have ever made was to leave that job it was so unhealthy and like just so so bad and I felt like I wasn't cut again with your mom like just really like being on it my mom is really good <laughs> recognizing like this isn't sustainable you need yeah. to and support you through that like and like you said like on like you had a really great college experience like don't you know like don't qualify it like you know like you had it was a beautiful yeah. experience like not everyone gets that some people have really amazing ones some people don't but you know that was yours like that's a, an incredible thing if we all that's what we hope yeah. for don't qualify it like I, I wish that was my college experience but you know life right. happens for a reason and, and you 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 had your moment right after graduation mine came during and you know it, it happens we all have our yeah. own but I think it's really important that you you and your family were supported you were supported by your family they recognized like something is not okay here let's let's help her figure out you know what she needs to do right. she's better so I love that yeah no my family for sure was super super supportive of me throughout the whole thing but what sucks was that like I really enjoyed what I was doing at that marketing agency like I loved every single step like it was like I can picture myself doing it long term but it was just such a toxic work environment that I, I couldn't can you talk go a little through bit about it. That? What were the signs that it was toxic? And like, you know, when did it start? Was it right away that you realized it was toxic or was it over time? I want to say like four or five months in. So I started off, it was me, my other coworker and my boss. It was just the three of us. And then my the other coworker left to do her master's and it was just me and my boss left. And then she started hiring like new people, but it was just, she was building her company and she kind of just like, like threw me in like literally two weeks into like the internship I was doing swim week <laughs> like swim week it, it's a lot with like really big big influencers like Helen Owen like big influencers incredible experience but it's a lot <laughs> I learned a lot and I met such such like amazing people but it's someone right out of college like you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to mess up because like it can be like really messy if you mess up on you yeah I just was curious because I feel like that happens to a lot of people our age. Like we finally get the dream internship and it's everything we wanted and more. And then we get, right. do I really want this? I mean, that happened yeah. to me in law school. It happened to you with the job. So I wanted to, yeah. you could explain a little bit about the signs that you noticed that yeah. were like, okay, this isn't sustainable because it, it's, it sadly happens way too often. That there, way too often. I read a LinkedIn post about this this morning about toxic bosses. So I yeah. Just, I wanted to ask yeah so my boss would just like like I get public relations is not like a, your regular nine to five job totally understand that um and I went into it knowing that so I expected to work longer hours sometimes like totally okay with that but when it but when I would wake up at like 6 a.m with like 20 messages from my boss like screaming at me because I didn't send an email when the email was there the whole time, she just didn't see it. Like little things like that amount to like bigger things. And at the end, it just had like one big blow up. And I was just like, I can't do it anymore. And I thought I was the problem. I literally thought I was like the weak one. Um, and then like just thinking about it, 
I was just like, I can do this. Like I know myself and I know I can push through and, and get the job done. But it was like, I was so burnt out so early at on. Cost, at what cost? It's like, you know, yeah, you could do it. But then similar, right. I've explained this on the podcast before, like, I, and I said it in, in my terms, it was like, there's either going to be someone with really good grades, but there won't be me at graduation or right. like, graduate and build my life. But there, I don't have the best grades. And like, which would you rather? No, you would rather have me here. So it's like, yeah. for you, it's at what cost? And no, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Um, what was her reaction when you were like, I, I quit, like I can't do this anymore? Um, I think before I officially sent in my resignation letter, we like spoke a couple of times and she was just like, like, what can I do? Like what's going on? And I would explain to her, I, I would bawl my eyes out. Like before I would go into work, I would sit in my car for like 30 minutes and just cry just to get my emotions out. And then I would go in and like, just do what I needed to do that day. And when I think when I finally sent in my resignation letter, she was just like, this is just like the best choice. Cause clearly like I was so burnt out. I wasn't performing to what I should be or what she expected me to be, like how I did in the beginning. But it's like, again, I was just like burnt out. Like I, I didn't have any strength left in me to continue going. Um, so it was like fine, but it was it was definitely a learning experience. Um, I did learn a lot about the industry, but it was more of a learning experience, I think, for me, for like myself, because now I know like one, what kind of boss I would want to be, because eventually I want to open up my own company. And two, like how I'm not gonna take like shit from anyone. Like I'm at a point in my life where it's like like these are my standards, and if you're not meeting these standards, then like I need to go. I think. I talk about this a lot too, which is my friends in general, but definitely on the podcast is just, you know, everything in life happens for a reason. Yeah, for sure. It's a life experience. It's a learning lesson. Good relationship, bad relationship, friendship, bosses. Everything is a learning experience. What you want, what you don't want, what you deserve, what you are not willing to put up with. And I would argue that the the, the negatives, the don'ts, and what you are not willing to put up with are more important and that's why you have to date a million people to find the right person that's why you have to have a million jobs before you find the right career for you your first job out of college nine times out of ten is not where you end up and it shouldn't be right it's not like the 50s and the 60s and our parent generation where you know what they went to school for is their job 90 percent of people get a degree but they don't end up practicing their career so i think it's really important that you recognize that you realize you know um, this isn't what I wanted and like you said like it, it, that's not the type of boss you want to be right I think that is an invaluable lesson um so I'm really glad that that happened for you and at such a young age I got an early yeah. career where you're still able to pivot which you have done so yeah. when when was this that you so you said oh you said you quit right before the pandemic so when did you start creating content on social media because you started you 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 started creating content online. We met during the pandemic. So when did that start? And I I know you also have a social media management company with your friend who actually I grew up with as well. Um, handled. So can you talk a little bit about how handles came about? So I I think we've all we both said we don't want to work for someone. Like we want to be like on our own schedule, and we always said to open up our own st- our own company. And I think during the pandemic, we were both like out of jobs and we were just like sitting at home doing nothing. So we're like, let's just do it. Like, let's see what happens and we'll like continue. Um, So it kind of just like came about really easily. Like we kind of just like agreed on it. Like, let's just do it. Let's get off our asses and let's just work. 
Um, so we had like a couple clients and those were good, but now we are struggling, but you know, we're still pushing through, still trying to figure out like new strategies to get new clients. Um, so if you have any recommendations, <laughs> send them our way. But yeah, like everything's been good. Like, I don't know. We kind of just we're we we're tired of waiting around for like an opportunity. Absolutely. We're like, let's just do it ourselves. I agree. And- I'm the type of person, if I want something, like I it bothers me so much. Um, when people are like, I'm just gonna sit around and wait for life to happen. Like, oh, you no, know, or like I'm gonna pray about it and hope it comes to me. You can no, pray, you about it all for it. pray about it, but I'm going to work my ass off to yeah. get. I wouldn't have anything that I have if I hadn't worked for it. My work ethic is right. you can't compare. And I think if you want something badly enough, you have to be willing to put yourself out there because when you put yourself out there as an influencer, as whatever you want to be career-wise on LinkedIn, hey, I'm this and I'm looking for clients in this, you putting that out there, it's going to bring stuff in and then right. you can choose what clients and what you want to work on you need to take that leap to put yourself out there so I love that and you know I grew up going to I I went to preschool with her and then I went to high school with her um and you know I've always seen that drive like you know you want something you're gonna go after it so it's like I'm happy for you guys that it's worked out but when did that really start and was it did you start social media consecration before you started handled did they start kind of at the same time when did that come about so for like my personal page, I kind of started it a couple years before, um, like right before moving to Tallahassee. Okay. And I kind of did it just like for fun. Like, you know how you always say like, oh, I want to be like famous or like, I want to be an influencer, like stuff like that. Like, so I think it just started like that. And then when I went to FSU, like there wasn't really aesthetic places to take pictures. Sorry, so kind of, Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like on the back burner. And then um, during the pandemic, Vicky and I, we decided to start handle like kind of like June, July-ish around there. Um, and then we would like get up and just be like, let's go shoot content. And we would go to like Miami Beach or Brickell, Wynwood, whatever, and just shoot content. Like that's kind of like how we went about things. It was kind of like just natural. Like we both wanted like the same thing. So we're like, let's just do it. Like, why are we waiting? Like, what are we scared of? No, absolutely. I think that's, that's important that you have to start and like launch fast and adjust. And like, if it's meant to be, it'll work out. And if it's not, you pivot. And like the things you learned in starting this company, working with a really good friend, learning how to get clients, learning how to work for clients and with clients, if you, those are life lessons that like, you know, they work out um, the way that it's meant to. But I was just curious when you started, because so many of us like our age group, we all kind of started around the same time, but it's funny how we each have our own story and reason for starting and where it has led us because although we're all doing the, the influencer thing, we're also all doing other things on the side as right. well. And it really is our primary thing. And this is like our side hustle right. that we've all yeah. over and connected and we're willing to help each other out. But I'm always curious to see like, what got you there? Um, yeah. So how did you start getting your first clients for handled? Where did you market yourself? What services did you, did you and do you still offer? So a couple, I think mainly almost all clients, we kind of like, it was just like a networking thing. Like we knew people that like needed social media strategies and managers. Like one of our clients is like my parents. So they needed someone, um, someone from Vicky's old job needed a social media manager, like stuff like that. And we basically offer our clients almost everything like creative, like branding, logo, design, 
um, social media strategy, like content planning, photo shoots, like we have different, like our clients can pick from which services they want, or they can like pick a bundle, we'll offer them a price for that. So we're kind of very flexible with that. Um, We also are looking to work more with like small businesses, because I think nowadays like you need small businesses need to like support each other and help each other to grow and they so need to we do social have, media too to grow. yeah exactly and like I think as a small business like when you start when you're starting your business there's so many other things you want to focus on that social media m- might not be like a main focus of yours so it's like it's important to have someone there like that knows about it and that can really get your online presence like up and going so I think like going off of the small business thing we created like small business packages where you offer like like let's say two to three posts a week for um for your business with like a details content strategy like stuff like that so we offer like those things to cater to them but yeah we're very flexible with like our pricing our our strategies like everything is detailed towards your business so that's really just the beauty like, of it. That the beauty of being a small business yourselves is you are able to be more flexible and figure out what you yeah, have to sure. and grow from there. But I think what you said is, yeah. you know, someone from her old job, your parents, like it's all who you know in everything in life. So especially something like public relations, that's literally what it is. It's, it's public networking is people is everything. It's yeah, networking is everything the most important thing honestly and I I love it I have such a passion for it so every time someone says that I'm like oh my god yes like but basically I love every, networking every episode yeah. I've ever recorded someone talks about like that's how they got started and I'm like I'm just trying to show you guys like networking is where it's at it really is and I'm someone that's very like outgoing and social like I'll talk to anybody and everybody like when I go out um my friends call me like the social butterfly because I I really do talk to everybody like I just love meeting new people and with the pandemic that like affected me a lot I would like sometimes just go up to my mom and be like I just want to meet new people like that's all I want to do just like talk to new people um but yeah networking it's part of why Tennessee has been so difficult for me in law school in general just because I needed to be around options and things to do when people and like we go out in Miami and like I run into someone that I know or, and like six degrees of separation. So like I meet their cousin and like their cousin, right. I know. And it's just like, that's how you build a life. And I don't, I just, I really enjoy that. Um, yeah. So, and then you decided to go back to school. You had always wanted to get a master's. You decided this is the time. So when did that decision really like, all right, I'm going to do it. And you, you started talking about it earlier. You looked into fashion schools. You were looking in New York. You ended up deciding on a school in Italy. When did that come about and how did you, how do you get into fashion school? What do you need to do to get into fashion school? <laughs> so I think I figured out that I wanted to come to Italy either 2018, 2019. Um, I graduated in FSU in 2019. So it was either one of those years. Um, again, I literally Googled best fashion school in Europe. And I think Polimoda was like the one, the first or the second one. And then I wanted, my original plan was to come either 2020 or 2021. Obviously that got messed up. Um, And then when I realized my parents were still like on me about it. And I was like, like now is my time to go. Like it's now or never. Um, So I applied and the application process is actually very, very simple, very easy. Um, So I'm doing a master's in international fashion business. 
So I think the only thing they asked for was like my basic information and then my college degree. And then they like scheduled an interview and you interview with like one person for like, I want to say like an hour or so. They just ask you like why you want to study fashion or like why Italy, why Polimoda, like what they asked me like a couple like fashion directed questions. And at the end, I was like, oh, shit, I probably don't know anything about fashion. But it was honestly it was like a little intimidating, obviously, because it's like a school interview, but it was super, super easy. Um, I cried when I got my acceptance letter. I called like my mom and my aunt and my cousin were like in Miami. So I was like, I got it. I'm going to Italy. And they were like, everybody was crying because everyone wanted me to go. Like everyone knew I had to leave Miami. It's just Miami's just not the place for me. I am. a So I thought the same thing. And I realized Miami is the place for me. But I am a firm believer that if you grow up here, like everyone's like, how do you grow up in Miami? Because they think Miami, they think South Beach. I'm like, yes, no, there's a whole nother world. <laughs> come to the mainland and like Miami Beach is an island like come to like the actual literally and see what we need this is the real Miami but I think everyone who grows up here needs to get out of Miami for a little while college you know we both went away for college like you need to go away for college and then decide like do I want to come back and then you come back at that point having experienced something else but Tallahassee is basically Miami 2.0 so like it's not really the same thing that's why I was like okay I'm going to Tennessee and I that's when I realized it so you know I think I'm a firm believer that you need to get out of your hometown in general. But I think Miami is like a special place like you really need to get out to figure out what you want. And I think I would love to go abroad fully and like yeah. live abroad. And I would, we were joking, like, I'll come visit you in Italy probably, <laughs> even when you yeah. move there. But, you know, I think, yeah, it, it's important that we all leave. And I think it's a great thing that you you got to do it. Like you said, the time is now. Like if I'm going to do it, it's now or whatever. And it's it's so cool. So what is international fashion business? What do you study and what are you what can you use that degree for? Okay, so it's like really, really broad. You kind of touch okay, so I have like I think 30 classes. I take 30 classes in a matter of nine months. That's a lot. So it's a lot. So my classes are two hours long each day, but my schedule changes every single day. So like for example, today I only had one class from nine to eleven and then I am free the whole day. But on Tuesday, I mean, on Thursday, I have class from like 9 a.m. to like 6 or 8. I can't remember. So I'm in, in school like the whole entire day. And I've been taking classes like contemporary fashion, business finance, business um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial finance, business for startups, doing graphic design now. So they kind of touch base on like everything fashion related. School. And it's so much fun, but it's a lot of information in such a short amount of time. And like, we have like projects for almost every single class. We have a big midterm project. So it is a lot, but it, it's a lot of fun. And since it's something that I like, it's super interesting to me. Um, but definitely one of like a big like culture, I don't even say it's not a culture shock, but a big like hit I took was like, I really did not know anything about fashion before coming to fashion school. They get like a simple picture of like let's say an apple and they make you analyze every little thing and it's like why they're like why did they pick that apple why not a red apple why not this why not not and I'm like holy shit like so much thought goes behind everything and what they say is true it's like everything has a purpose like and everything has a meaning when it comes to this stuff so another great example was um one of my teachers one of my professors he showed us a uh, Vogue from Madonna like the music video 
and he analyzed each scene, each like hairdo, each outfit, each dancer, each pose, like everything. And he was like, this is related to this and this is related to that person. And like everything is like interconnected, which is crazy to me. Like if you really think about everything in life is like that. But when you're too busy living life, you're just like go about your day and like don't even like think about it. But everything has a purpose. Everything has a meaning and everything is like connected. That's such a great lesson too. Yeah, it's super cool. And like now my friends and I, we walk around like Florence or another city, whatever. And we're like, oh, this, we like start conversations like that. And we're like, oh my God, it's rubbing off on us. But it's cool because you look at everything from a new perspective. And it coming from like the States, like if you've ever been to Europe, you know, Europe is like completely different from the States. So yeah. it's like, you're getting the European point of view of things, but it, it's a lot of fun. Like if, if anybody ever has the opportunity to go abroad or just leave their hometown, definitely do it. Cause it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for real. I don't think I would ever go back to school, at least not right now. I'm kind of done. I'm topped out, but that program just sounds so freaking cool and I Italy is one of my favorite places in the entire world um Florence especially like what city is it in and what's it like living in Italy and immersing yourself in that culture because it it is so different even as Latinos you know like we have our own culture but what's it really like living there as an American so the program is in Florence but I know they have campuses I want to say in Barcelona they have a couple like in different cities um, I was in between Barcelona and Florence, but I was like, I think it was two years in Barcelona. And I was like, I can't wait two years. Like I need a, like I'm a go, go, go type of girl. So I'm like, I need a like study and then go work. Um, but living in Florence has honestly been amazing. The one thing that I love the absolute most is that I don't have to drive anywhere. I hate driving. Like being <laughs> stuck in Miami traffic for three hours of my day just to get to work and back home was hell for me so the fact that I walk everywhere is just it's it's great and I walk every morning by Ponte Vecchio like on my way to school like the sun on my skin like it's um it's truly like the best feeling ever and we were talking about it earlier like how the U.S. life you like is it live to work yeah always U.S. is a live to work culture whereas everyone else is a work to live exactly so that's kind of like the lifestyle I would prefer like I love even though it's annoying sometimes like for example when company when when a like a shop closes in the middle of the day for like three hours I'm like annoying but I get it like totally understand so even like little stuff like that like I I prefer that over the work situation in the states it's just it's intoxicating over there and here like you actually enjoy your life like people in the middle of the day are sitting by Ponte Vecchio like eating a panini just enjoying their lives like that to me like everything oh it's true. I, want to be here. I cannot wait to go to Europe this summer and just live like the locals like if I so you were saying you want to you're planning to stay in Italy you and your friends are looking at jobs and apartments and all of that over there yeah and I want to talk a little bit about your decision to like were you planning on always staying over there once you went or were you thinking of coming back and decided to stay there because I don't know about you, but I one day will have a second home somewhere in Europe because I love Europe. London or Florence, 100%, like my two favorite cities. But yeah, did you always know you were going to stay there or did you think you would come back? I think I always said like, oh, I like I was, I would always tell my family and my friends like, 
oh, I might not come back. Like, we never know. Kind of like joking around. But like, I think after it was only, it literally was only a couple of hours. But after being in Milan for like 10 hours, I was like, I just know that like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, I know I'm not going to get the same opportunities, one in Miami. And two, like, if I were to go back to the States, it would be to New York. And New York, I love New York, but I don't think I would, I can see myself being like married and raising a family in New York. It would be more of like a temporary thing. Whereas in Milan or like here in Italy, I, I can see myself doing that. So I think, and after talking to my friends and everything, like, I think Milan is just like my go-to place right now keeping my mind open to other options for sure but I definitely do think I want to stay in Europe which I know is going to kill my family and I'm it's going to kill me because I'm very family oriented like my family everything but I just know I can't hold myself back career-wise just because my family is my enemy this is exactly. we're young we're single we don't have fam like our families of our own like our own children like this is the time and Exactly. One day you're so successful, you can be like bi continental. I think it would be yeah. Um, you know, like who knows? But no, I think that would be so cool. I love watching your stories and seeing like, <laughs> and just your the the places you go. Like it, it Europe is another world because it literally it's it, the old world. It's just the architecture, it's... the food. Oh my god, the food! The, the food, food is amazing. I oh, I'm so excited to go back. But um, we need to, you'll still be there when I go, I think, for a little bit. So yes. we meet up. But what kind of jobs and internships are you looking for with this degree? Like, where, where do you see yourself career-wise working in? So I wanted, obviously, to work with, like, a, for a big luxury brand. Um, didn't have a specific job description in mind. But I think I'm really into visualize like like visual merchandising um or buying we have one of my classes called retail merchandising and she had us do like a buying plan and I was like living life when I was doing it everyone else was like miserable and I was like I love this like we had to do like a buying plan for Prada I'm like I can totally see myself doing this like day to day and then the visual merchandising I used to work back in college in at Ann Taylor Loft I worked there for four years and I absolutely loved it when my bosses would have me do like store set and just put out new products I was like living life like it was the best thing to me so I think any of those routes and I think they kind of correlate yeah um a lot but any anything like around that I would love um but I don't know like I'm I'm not limiting myself but I do really want to work for a big fashion brand for sure try to get get as much experience as possible I don't know I know we'll see where it goes (laughs) that's that's a good mindset to have keeping your options open but having ideas where you want to be because target your search but you know and who knows you might do something completely different at the beginning but end up there or start there and realize actually I don't like this and end up somewhere else you never really you just never know and I mean if we've learned anything in the last few years you really just never know what's gonna happen never know you never never know but I think being in proximity to all of that like you said like in the U.S. it's really just New York and I agree with you like well for me mainly the cold but just I don't see myself in New York I, I see myself in Miami I can see myself in London in Italy as well but I don't see myself in in New York so I, I'm with you and I think being in the proximity to all of that is going to be incredible for you and everyone's going to want to come visit you <laughs> I feel like it'll be hard at first but they're going to be like 
one, they're gonna be so proud of you. Two, they'll be like, oh my god, like I get to go to Italy now. And, like I have something. I know. Like, That's what I keep telling. I'm like, you have a place in Italy now, and they're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, that'll be so much fun, and I'm really excited to see where it takes you, just career wise, and just ex- seeing the city through you, like just yeah. I selfishly, cannot wait because I. Love- <laughs> No, I'm super excited to move there yet, but maybe. One day. <laughs> um, but do you plan to continue handled and the social media management side of things? And of course, you can always be a creator while you're doing it. But do you plan yeah. to you the handled side of your business? Yeah, I definitely do want to continue. Um, don't want to give up on handled. No time soon. Um, I think Vicky and I really want to get to a place where it's like we have like a strong team that can be there on the day-to-day basis and like have us as like a support system. I always said like, maybe we'll get like some Italian clients, but I was right now- thinking that like you could, yeah. there, you can run the Italian side and it could be a like a bike. Right. I know that's like my goal. But the thing is that I, while I do understand a lot of it, I can't really speak it. Um, I just know like certain I have picked up on certain things but it's I'm not so fluent so it's like I don't want to like risk that just yet Um, but I'm starting classes this week like officially one of my friends she's Italian so she's going to be teaching me but hopefully by like the end of the semester but by the end of like the course I'll be very fluent in in Italian but thankfully I have the Spanish part because a lot of the words are very similar um, but yeah, definitely want to ha- continue with handled. Um, and I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, that'll be cool. Definitely. I was going to ask you, what was it like the, the culturally, like the language and like, is the class, are the classes in English? Are they in Italian? Are they both? Like, how has it been languages? Cause thankfully we do speak Spanish and it is very similar. So when I was there, I'm able to communicate. So I was just really curious yeah. how that works. Yeah. So the, the classes are in English. Everyone speaks English at school. Um, which is a good thing and a bad thing just because I'm one of those people that like I learn when I when I practice so since I don't really speak much Italian in school I haven't been able to practice it a lot and when I go out like some of my friends learn no Italian so they'll just end up speaking but I try to listen in on the conversation and I do understand most of it like I can put like a couple words together and I'm like okay this is what they meant Um, but definitely can't speak it Sometimes it gets a little hard because they speak so fast. And I'm just like, whoa, what did he just say? But for the most part, I do understand a lot. So that hasn't been like too, too tricky, but definitely want to learn like a third language, like who doesn't. Um, and I think I am going to need it for for career wise, like purposes. So definitely trying to put in like some effort there. <laughs> no, but so I don't know. I'm trying to learn a third language as well. Not right now, but I do want to... I'm between Portuguese and Arabic. Um, okay. Just because I can pass for Arabic, apparently. A lot of people think I'm Lebanese. Really? They think I'm Hispanic, yeah, for some reason. Um, and Portuguese with a proximity. I'm in Miami. I mean, Portuguese is like a yeah. very prominent language here. Um, I would have loved to do Italian, but it's just business-wise in the U.S., it's not as important as it is yeah. Portuguese is. Um, but there are similar. So, you know, I can understand it. And I love Italian food, culture, music, like the architecture. So maybe if I learn a fourth language or a fifth one, who knows? Maybe. Um, that would be really cool. My kids, I want my kids to know like a million languages. Like I just, I know. I, and I love how in Europe too, like 
they are all, they speak two, three, four languages. Yeah. There's so many cultures right next to each other. Yeah. The U.S. is kind of, you know, like I said, we're lucky we grew up in Miami because we're, we have both cultures, but in other parts of the U.S., it, they only speak English. I, I'm so grateful that we got to have a little Thanks. bit of both. For sure. So I, like I said, I cannot wait for what's next for you. How much longer do you have in this program? So it's up until September classes. And then we have to do, I think, three months of an internship. I don't know. I'm not a thousand percent sure if it's mandatory, but um, it is highly recommended for sure. Might as well. Um, it's gonna yeah, get might as well. But I kind of want to look into just jobs, not internships. Like I just think we're past that point of like unpaid internships. Like 24 years old, turning 25 this year. Yeah. Not down to work for free anymore. And I have experience, and like I know I can do it. Like if you give me the right tools, um. So I don't know. We're going to, I'll see like what happened. I'll keep you updated. I <laughs> yeah, no, we'll definitely keep me updated and we'll share how, as things happen, but talk a little bit about the financial aspect of going to school abroad. Did you take out loans? Is there scholarships for people who want to do this? Yeah. Can they afford to do something like this? Thankfully, my parents were able, I gave them enough time notice <laughs> to like save up a lot of money for this so they've been able to help me with a lot of this I've been very fortunate in that aspect so the program is 30 it's 28,000 euros so it's kind of like 30 something dollars yeah. um so it's honestly cheaper than a master program in the states oh, for sure um I think a master program in the states is like what starting like 40 50 yeah and my program is about 40 plus cost of living and attendance right. books and all of that. And I can only imagine that like FIT, FITM, Parsons are 60 plus because they're such prestigious schools. So no, that's right. a great deal. Yeah. So it is definitely is cheaper than, than in the States. And I'm getting like, I know what I'm studying here. I wouldn't, it just not the same. is not over there. Um, so thankfully my parents were able to help me a lot with that. But I know like once September comes, like that's it for me. Like I need to figure stuff out. So now I'm trying to like budget myself on how much I spend and just, you know, I'm just trying to prepare myself for like the real world because like right after this, like I know, like I think school has been like um, like a support system for us where it's like, okay, you're in school, like you're doing something with your life. Like you can still like live at home and like have your parents support you financially to up to a certain point. I think it's like just a little bit of more of a comfort zone, but I know like right after this, like that's it for me. So I need to start really figuring all of that out, but I don't know. It's just, I'm, everything is like a learning curve for me right now. Just trying to navigate through life, trying to navigate through like being alone in like a new city with like a language that I don't really like know. Like that's what I'm really focusing on right now, like just trying to grow as a person in that aspect. Yeah. And I think one thing that we've been talking about throughout this whole episode is just the lessons you will learn from that you will take in forever. That's something that, you know, you, they they can't take away from you. Like those experiences, it's just, it's going to shape you into who you are. And I think it's so refreshing, honestly, because there's so many people our age that are just so ready to like, I mean, you are too. And as am I like start our careers, but it's like, you're willing to do trial and error and try new things and kind of figure things out to get you yeah. to where that you want to be. And, you know, you were out of school for a couple of years and you decided to go back. I think 
I don't know. I don't think if I would have taken a break before law school, I would have ever gone back. So I think it was a little bit like difficult just just trying to get into the routine of school again. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's being in Italy, but it was like it came, it was easier than I thought. But I think for people our age, they just like they're scared of failure. Yeah. And now with social media, like you see, I literally see like 19 and 20 year olds like making millions. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Like I'm 24, can barely live on my own. So I think people want that success like right away. They don't want to fail. They don't want to go through like a I career change. I don't think they don't want to work for it. Like they want, yeah. That's because Instagram makes it seem like it's so instant and TikTok even worse. TikTok but is bad. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that you don't yeah. see. And either we can't share because it's one, we have to want to keep something for ourselves or two, we just can't share because it's private. And, but it's like, no, like there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. I'm really glad you brought that up. And, you know, that's the beauty of us as influencers. I think our, at least the people I know that are doing like our friends that do it. I think we do a really good job of showing like that we're doing other things like the behind the scenes of it because there is a lot of people just showing the pretty highlights and it's like that's not super real. it's not realistic it's to look up to but it's not realistic so I'm really glad you brought that up and I think I don't know it's like you're like the modern day Emily in Paris like for real <laughs> like Maria in Italia uh, everyone t- my friends were like you're gonna be like Emily in Paris I'm like oh, I wish Maria in Italia it yeah kind of. it does it, it flows it flows um but no, you should, yeah. like, I love that you get to document it as well. Um, yeah. And just get to look back on and see how far you've grown. And I don't know, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Um, well, for anyone who wants to either do social media management or who wants to study abroad um, and get a master's in fashion, fashion business, what advice do you have for them? Just go for it. Like, it's such a simple piece of advice but literally just do it like if not now then when are you gonna do it like what are you scared for I honestly coming here I wasn't scared at all but my first week here I was like am I making the right decision like I was having so many thick second thoughts but I think it was just because I didn't know I didn't know anybody here I hadn't met like any of my friends like I didn't know what I was getting myself into literally a week later I went out to dinner with like everyone from my group, from my class. Mind you, we're 14 people. Like we're super, super small. We went out and I saw like how these girls were. And it was like the most amazing thing ever. And it's like, thank God I didn't back out. Like, thank God I, I took the leap of faith and, I, and I'm here. So yeah, so literally just go for it. Like, don't be scared. If you fail, that's totally okay. My professors, even now that I'm bringing this up, last week or two weeks ago, we had... I think it was he was the chief brand officer of Valentino, if I'm correct. He gave a lecture um, and he was like, don't be afraid to fail. And it's true. Like people nowadays are just so afraid to fail. Like they because they everyone's so back. They think they have to put it online and you don't. You can fail silently. Like not everything yes. has to be online. Exactly. If you're um, real, it doesn't have to be online. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And that's really cool that you get to have lectures with people like that. I'm at, I really, oh my God, it was I so cool. to go back to school. I want to go there. Um, the lecture was insanely amazing. He's t- he spoke about Zendaya for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I love her so much more because what he said, how chill she is, like literally how you imagine Zendaya being like so chill. Like that's how he said it. I'm like, oh, like I want to have your job. 
He like he was like I just flew in from from Paris. One day at night, you never know. But no, I think that is an incredible piece of advice. You just have to start. I think that's just a simple piece of advice. But I think the best advice sometimes is the most simple because it's what we know deep down. We're just too afraid to do it. And you just gotta freaking go for it. For Um, sure. I love that so much. So where can everyone find you to keep up with you and ask you any questions if they're interested in anything we talked about? So they can reach out to me on Instagram, Maria, double underscore Velez with two Zs. Um, I'm always on my phone. (laughs) And if I take a little, I always end up replying to all my DMs. Sometimes I might take a little bit because I'm in school or whatever, but feel free to reach out whenever. Perfect. I'll put everything in the show notes. Thank you so much, Maria, for coming on. I know it's like 3 p.m for you so it's time to go it's okay to go out on the town happy hour have a glass of wine some of the best wine and olive oil oh. I haven't had one bad glass of wine since I've been here oh, like <laughs> dreams like goals I dream of those I can't wait to be and I can't I wait know. to catch up with you this summer in Italy yes yeah, so excited thank you so much for coming on 